Hello, and welcome to The Mother Pod, a podcast from the Wisconsin Women's Health Foundation designed by moms for moms to create conversations focused on staying healthy through the journey of motherhood. This is Kayla Thomas. Today on The Mother Pod, we will be talking with Martin Schreiber, a former governor of Wisconsin, as we talk about his book, My Two Elaine's a book he wrote about his wife, Elaine, as she um, descended into Alzheimer's. Governor Schreiber is a leading crusader for Alzheimer's caregivers, working to help improve support services in healthcare settings and in the workplace. His significant commitment of resources, both financial and personal, helped the Alzheimer's Association launch Operation Stronger Together in 2015, which has been highly successful in connecting caregivers and families throughout Southeast Wisconsin with assistance. The former governor also is credited by current governor, Scott Walker, with planting the seed for the development of the Online Dementia-Friendly Employers Toolkit, which has become an important statewide resource for human resources and employee assistant program professionals. He attended Valparaiso University and the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee and has a doctorate of law from Marquette University. His book, My Two Elaine's Learning, Coping, and Surviving as an Alzheimer's Caregiver, is his first book. Let's talk. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Mother Pod today, Governor Schreiber. We really appreciate having you here today. This is awesome. Um, I would like to, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your wife, Elaine, and why you wrote your book, My Two Elaines. My wife, Elaine, has uh, Alzheimer's, and the title of the book is My Two Elaines, How to Help Caregivers Learn, Cope, and Survive. And as my wife developed the disease, I was not aware and understanding of the kind of, of challenge, the kind of worry, uh, the, 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 the kind of pain that she was going through. And if I would have understood that better, if I would have understood the disease better, I could have been more helpful to her during the course of the progress of this disease. And so when I saw other situations of other husbands not understanding the disease and getting in uh, an argument over their wife over some silly thing as to whether or not it, it happened on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I then concluded that I've got to be, I want to share with others the fact that if Alzheimer's is bad, ignorance of the disease is worse. And to further share the fact that rather than worrying about the storm to pass, to try and learn to dance in the rain. Now, no caregiver is going to ever dance, but the fact of the matter is, if I can understand that I need to join Elaine's world, mm -hmm. if I can understand that her world is just that which is right in front of her, if I can understand I can no longer expect the kind of communication and, 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 and the kind of, of, of companionship that I once had, if I can understand that this is a, a new person whose world I want to and I should join, it helps her, but it also helps me as caregiver. Yeah, I think that's so important to reiterate to people who are going through that as a caregiver. Like you said, you, you know, it's such a different um, path to navigate for yourself and for your loved ones, but even through the diagnosis, but also at, you know, from your perspective too, it, you're taking on a lot of new learning roles and new new um, take on your relationship. Did, did you and Elaine have traditional gender roles before she was diagnosed? Were you guys, you know, in the stereotypical male-female house roles in the house and as far as caregiver goes? Was well, she sure. Well, he we were married in, in 1961, and of course that's sort of old school, but um, Elaine kept the books, and she kept the house, uh, 
she was my companion. She, she was my supporter. Um, she helped me in all of my campaigns, and when I lost an election, she would never let me feel defeated. But now, all of a sudden, this woman who once was is no more. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, all of the, the things that um, I, I came to accept and take for granted were now leaving me a, a little bit by little bit, sometimes in big chunks. And so as I was experiencing that change in, 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 in Elaine, but also the impact on my life, it became more exasperating because you begin to feel trapped. You begin to feel that, wait a minute, what is happening here is, is something that I don't know if I can cope with. And that then points to the fact that I wrote the book because I want to help caregivers learn, cope, and survive, but one of the ingredients for a caregiver to survive is to get help, is to understand that what the caregiver is going through is the change in traditional roles mm-hmm. as, as a spouse. Uh, it's a change in, in the relationship with this once very loving person. It's the challenge of, of continuing to maybe hold a job and, and, and take care of the doctor appointments and to take care of the house and do all of those things. And so there is a great need for all the caregivers to understand that they are heroes, but if they realize they can't do it alone, they're going to be a better caregiver and they're going to help out the person they love ever so much more because they, in turn, because of getting that help, are going to have a mind that's clearer and a mind that's more patient and a spirit that is more energized. I, I think that's so poignant to say that because self-care is so important to us at the foundation. Um, it's one of our you know units that we train on for our grapevine program, but particularly as a caregiver role, having that um, scope of self-care is extremely important. Um, but a lot of our listeners uh, are mothers, or many mother, mothers who may be moving into a role of a caregiver outside of their traditional role as a mother and taking on this caregiver role of a loved one, what do you think are um, the first steps to take in order to successfully take on this responsibility? What are some things that you can uh, expect? I, I think one of, one of the, the points that comes through so clearly is to understand that the person with dementia, their Life is changing, and it's as if you would put a funnel to your eye with the small part towards your eye, and you look up, and you can see the blueness of the sky and the hope of tomorrow. As this disease progresses, what happens is that funnel is inverted, and now the larger part is at your eye, and all you see is a very small part in front of you. That then becomes the life of the person with dementia. Not five minutes from now, not five minutes ago, but what is right in front. And if I, as a caregiver, could have understood that sooner, I would not have to get into the discussions with Elaine about whether her parents are alive or not, not get into a discussion as to whether or not uh, something did or didn't happen. And so the the point then that I mentioned with, with this example of the funnel, I think the most important thing to understand is to know that their world is very small, mm-hmm. and the more that we can join their world and understand what their concerns are and what makes them happy, uh, the easier of, uh, of a journey it's going to be. And I get back, if Alzheimer's is bad, ignorance of the disease is worse, rather than waiting for the storm to pass to learn how to dance in the rain. And so by knowing more about the disease, 
it's possible, as terrible as this disease is, to have some moments of joy, to have a reduction in anxiety and worry, to, to work at attacking the grieving and the, and the depression, because it's, it's all there. And if you take this disease so seriously to the, to the degree that you worry about each and every little thing, um, I, I don't know how one can cope. And so you've, you've got to take a look at this disease and say, wait a minute, um, my, my loved one's world is changing. If I join their world, it's going to be easier. I think... Um it's such a beautiful way to put it because you know there's so many conversations about how to how do you really go through and navigate that path and really um, I think there's so much conversation about from the caregiver's perspective of concern of how they're relating to their loved one or how they're dealing with it and and you're simplifying it so well to say you know just get on their level I think that's so poignant to be to be able to say well, that. It took me a while to to learn about that, but it, it makes a difference and. Um, for example, uh, um, if Elaine would reach out at, at, at something that doesn't belong to her, well, rather than saying that doesn't belong to her, to you, to say, well, thank you for finding it. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's just a very simple, easy example. But there are many occasions in which you can reduce the tension and the worry and the anxiety of the person with dementia just by sort of going with the flow, so to speak. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. And I really encourage our listeners to read your book because it's really wonderful and such a personal tale. And thank you for sharing that with everybody because I think having that personal perspective is so important to um, share information about this disease. Kayla, thank you. Thank it's you a so pleasure much. being here with you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into The Mother Pod. The Wisconsin Women's Health Foundation is a statewide nonprofit striving to innovate, impact, and improve women's health to help women and their families achieve their healthiest potential. For more information on The Mother Pod, our programs, events, or research initiatives, visit our website at www.hf.org. Until next time, remember, it all begins with a healthy woman.